everybody. Welcome to episode 272 of Magic the Amateuring. That's right. You're listening to a podcast for people who play the game of magic. Whether you are just learning, you want to get better, you're returning to the game, or you just like being part of your magic community. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm one of your hosts, Yellow. Maria and Yellow, if, if, you're, if you were a color, would you be yellow? No. <laughs> I, it's literally the color of the wall that I'm looking at across from me. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. I'm tired. I am so beat right yeah. now. It is unbelievable. Why are we so tired? Well, I'll let you know. It's because we just flew in and boy, are our arms tired from GP Seattle. That's right. We wow. are tired. We, I, I just... The line between reality we and hallucination is very... Dum, da, dum, <laughs> <laughs> State Farm has a n- no wait. That's, that's farmers. farmers. Farmers has a new slogan. We are, we are tired. They're <laughs> gonna sell a lot of insurance with that uh, one. Look, they're just being real with you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that company. They tell it like it is. Yep. It's Monday and they're tired. They are. Yeah, we just got back from GP Seattle, which was awesome it was a blast what a great tournament what a great time yeah it was fa- it was fantastic what a real party it was a non-stop party it really was and we are paying the price yeah we sure <laughs> are <laughs> oh boy are we ever i woke up this morning and i was like man i could sleep for another <laughs> for day another day i could sleep through until tomorrow yes, i think that i could too Oh well. boy, We're, we have so many great stories for you from Grand Prix Seattle. It was a double Grand Prix. On top of that, it was a, a triple good time, and <laughs> and it was, and it was, and it was. I played in the main event. Megan had a seat from the crow's nest. That is text coverage of seeing everything that was going on uh, this past weekend. I wish I had a real crow's nest. That would be sick. That would be awesome. You're just up there like. And uh, we hung out with a lot of cool people, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of cool decks were running around as well. Yeah. And we've also got to talk pre- about preview cards this episode because while we were while we were sleeping. Yes. <laughs> new movie. Uh, a lot of preview cards came out. And it's the sequel to while you, you were, were sleeping. sleeping. While we were sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you ever watch while you were sleeping? No. Haven't we talked about it before? Yeah, I think we have. And... Somebody's asleep, Sandra Bullock or something. I don't no, know. No, I thought she was the other one. She's the one that's awake. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, she's awake. Well, I was awake is the sequel to While You Were Sleeping. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait. What? It would have to be the sequel to it would have to be While You Were Awake. Because otherwise, While I Was Awake is just, just retelling <laughs> exactly the, the story. same story. It's the same story. Yeah, that's But accurate. the other one could be from the other person's perspective. What they were dreaming about? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would not watch that. Me neither. But yeah, we'll tell you all about that and uh, all, all the preview cards that happened while, right. while we were gone. There's a whole bunch of them and a lot of really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a couple questions from our Discord mailbag Ooh. as well. If you want to uh, sign a uh, sign... Send us questions. Sign us questions. <laughs> you want to sign us questions from Discord. All you have to do is be a patron of the show and you get mm-hmm. access to our sweet Discord chat, which a lot of people really like and is a really fun, happy place. Uh, you just go to patreon.com slash MTA cast. And for as little as $1.25 a 
five in episodes, that's five dollars a month. You can be a patron and join our Discord chat and get a bunch of cool stuff as a result of being a patron. That's right. Thank you so much to everyone who already is a patron yes. because it means the world to us. You are what keeps the podcast alive and ticking. Without you, it would wind down like a grandfather clock that has been neglected for many a year. Ooh, you remember that song? What? That song like, and the grandfather clock went, <sighs> and the clock stopped dead just when the old man died. What? <laughs> what? It's a really weird and creepy song. That is really creepy. And I sang it as a child. Uh, what? And the number of songs I was made to sing as a child that were actually fairly disturbing is quite high. Like Little Bunny Foo Foo is very Little disturbing. So you know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Bopping them on the head. That's not nice. I think nice. we all know that one. I don't think any of us knows. <laughs> I think you fabricated a song about an old man who died dies. at the same time as his grandfather clock. I know oh. you know it out there. Please tweet us the hashtag clock dad. Clock dad. <laughs> Uh, uh, tweet us if you know the yeah. song with the hashtag <laughs> clock dad <laughs> but yeah uh, we would love to see some new people join up if you say to yourself well other people will, will deal with that i don't need to worry about it it's just simply not true we would love to have you as a part of the family and mm -hmm. help support the show because it is super super important and we we just value everybody who is a member of our patreon family so please do it today if you haven't done it yet um Big thank you to cardkingdom.com slash MTACast yes. for being the sponsors of the show. Yes. Um, they're just all around awesome. They threw an awesome party at GP Seattle, complete with balloon animals galore. Yeah. Really cool. I used their super sweet unicorn play mat and got a lot of compliments on it at the GP. Because it's great. If you want one of your own, you know what to do. Head to that link and uh, support the magic for her uh, uh, drive that they're doing there. You can get that and the cat deck box. Cardkingdom.com slash MTA cast. Plus, they've got a really cool new thing that I, I want to talk about. Yeah. They've got a cube. If you've been saying to yourself, I want to start a cube, but that's like a super huge, big undertaking. Yeah. Where do I start? They can help you out. They sure can. They've got a, a cube starter that you buy for just a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, which for a cube is literal. It's literally hundreds of cards. Yeah. And like the whole strategy behind creating a cube just for a hundred bucks. So it's really a great deal. Um, and cubes are amazing. They're super You draft fun. them with your friends. You draft them with your enemies. You draft them with your family. Your frenemies. Your frenemies. You draft them with just about anybody. You don't need boosters. No. You just need your cube. And it works over and over again. And it's great. Yeah. So they're going to give you a starter cube. You get sleeves to put in that cube as well as basic lands. Yep. So it's all there for you. And then you can kind of build off of that as you see fit. So cardkingdom.com slash MTA cast. Don't forget to hit sub on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash MTA cast. Or if you like, become a subscriber on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash MTA, or excuse me, slash magic, the amateuring. It's a long version. Um, Megan's been streaming some arena which is really cool that's right and uh, it's a lot of fun you made some cool decks yeah you can go and see even if you have access to the beta awesome come check out some decks yeah if you don't come check out some decks anyways because maybe you never know if you've signed up to try and uh, get a key for that beta maybe you're gonna get one or you can just kind of be ahead of the curve yeah and they're just silly they're just great mostly their entertainment value i hope no matter what. You can watch uh, Megan play through one of her favorite builds, which is called Catouche, That's on right. our YouTube channel. 
and uh, see how that deck does. Coming soon, we will also have 100% birds. Yes. And a new hoopoo, <laughs> which is my best title yet. So tell me, is there, are the rumors true about uh, how you used your your cart, your, what are they called? I don't know. Uh, my wild cards. Your wild cards to make uh, hoopoos? Yes. Hmm. I used my uncommon wild cards to make hoopoos. I was like, this is what we're doing with all of these. <laughs> well, I think we need to see the fruits of those labors. <laughs> oh, absolutely we do. Let's talk about GP Seattle. That's right. It happened. It happened. It happened hard. I feel like I feel like I'm living this episode memento style backwards. No, but just where I can't remember any of oh. the things that came immediately beforehand. That's fine. It's like everything that you say. I'm like, what a new surprise. <laughs> well, then this episode will be like you're. I was gonna say like you're recording it for the first time, but you are. <laughs> so I don't know. We're a bit delirious. Uh, and the reason why, as we said, is GP Seattle happened. Yay! And it was great. It was great. Two GPs smashed into one. Yeah. Uh, you know, the caramel and the chocolate of this candy bar. That's right. And the people were the cookies. Ooh. I was going to say the Twix. peanuts. Oh, it was a Twix. Okay, yeah. great. I love Twix. In my mind, it was a Twix. and yours, it was a Snickers. Yeah. But then we also need nougat. Ooh, what was the nougat? Maybe Seattle is nougat. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle's like the, the most nougaty city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if, and if Minneapolis was a candy, it would be cookies and cream because the cream is like the snow and the cold, and the cookies are the good reason you live in Minneapolis. Wow. <laughs> the good stuff. Right now, my Hershey's cookies and cream bar is only the white chocolate. Part. Yeah, it's still snowy here. Oh. Anyway, there was Legacy and Standard were the two halves of this Grand Prix. Yes. Legacy, Oof. what a format. Yeah, man. What a thing that I barely have a comprehension of. I mean, it's Actually, huge. you know what? Watching it these days, I've now watched so enough bad. Legacy that I'm like, hey, I get what's going on here. Yeah. It yeah. seems very, very scary when you first enter it because yes. it's old cards. They're very powerful. People who play it know their decks, have usually been playing them for years and years, yeah. know them inside and out. But the thing is... There's only so many cards that people actually usually end up playing in yeah. Legacy. And they're usually very popular cards that you yeah. know what they do because you've played them in an online cube or something like that. The only thing that I would be afraid of with Legacy is um, there's so much deck manipulation with mm -hmm. stuff like Brainstorm yeah. and Ponder. Yeah. And it's just like all of the top eight profiles were always just like, what do you like about Legacy? And they're, they were all just like everything. Like if I lose, it's my fault. Wow. Like yeah. it's like the games have so much play to them. They come down to all of these like small interactions. Um, like every decision that you make is important. Oh, yeah. Because they don't last infinite turns. You can't mess up in a game of legacy. No, you literally you're like can't. You're out. Yeah, you're you lose. You're down for the count. It's not forgiving. Not no. a forgiving format. It certainly is not. But it was pretty cool. So what did you see in legacy that you thought was awesome? So um, Chantel. What's her, Campbell? Is that her last name? I'm very tired and I'm forgetting it. She was playing a mono white soldier's deck. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty awesome. Um, and she made it, she got to like 10 and 2, I think. I wow. think she, I want to say she finished like 11 and 4, or 10 and 5 and something That's like great. that. But yeah, she got to 10 and 2, which was great. And the deck was just like, 
all of these all of these mono white soldiers. So this and it is was like a bunch of chalice of the voids. So it wasn't oh. and she wasn't playing one drop soldiers. She was playing like of all things like preeminent captain, which if it attacks, you can put in another soldier from your hand tapped yeah. and attacking. So she had like lots of more expensive soldiers also that worked with that. It and she's stopping cool. your brainstorm and your ponder and whatever with, with those chalice. chalices. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's kind of cool. Which is, yeah. And there's like, there's so much one mana stuff that's and legacy. Like almost everything. Exactly. That if you can like, if you manage to land a chalice on one, like you're just going to be great. So she played against Athena in a feature match r- round, right? She did? Yeah. I think you're right. And I was like kind of looking over at the feature yeah. match area and I saw her hand and in her hand was a planes and a cast out. And I yes. was like, what am she I played, watching? She played cast outs. In Legacy. In Legacy. What? Ooh, in one game, I watched her. Okay, I, I watched two awesome things that happened with her deck. Okay. One was uh, she has, at this point, she's playing a different Eldrazi player, right? Yeah. Um, and she has a Recruiter of the Guard. Um, she has a suppression field, which says that activated abilities of things can't be activated unless you pay two. And uh, her opponent has these ratchet bombs out, but he has to pay two to activate them. Yeah. While he's trying to like tick up and kill her things. Um, and so she only has this like one recruiter of the guard and Athalia, and she casts an Armageddon to destroy everybody's lands. <laughs> and her opponent's at like seven, six, I think. Uh and so her opponent's like, okay, like kills her Thalia while, while he can. And then like can't activate these ratchet bombs and nobody has any lands and she has a one, one and she just kills him over six <laughs> turns attacking him with this one, one. Yes. One, ones get it done. Well, he can't use this. Like he can't use these ratchet bombs to kill he it doesn't because have he lands. doesn't have any lands to pay for the suppression oh, field. I love it. Um, Glorious. and then the other thing I saw was, oh, I have to remember the card name. Um, so she's playing she's playing against uh Sneak and Show, which yep. is the one that sneaks in Emrakuls. Sneaks and shows you Emrakuls. Exactly. <laughs> sneaks in and shows you Emrakuls. Um and give me just a second. I have to look sure, sure, up sure. the uh... Look it up. And while you're looking up this card name. Okay. I will tell everybody something else cool that happened at Seattle. By the way, but it wasn't just <clears throat> these two big main events happening. There's a ton of side events. There's Masters, 20, uh, Masters 25 drafts. And there's a lot of cosplayers there as well. There's a yeah. charity cosplay event. There's a cosplayer meetup that had a lot of amazing, amazing cosplay. There's somebody playing a, a skull saucer from Unstable, which is really cool. There was a Vraska there with the light up eyeballs, which was just super spooky. And I loved it. I saw at least three Joyras wandering around, <laughs> crewing yeah. the weatherlight somewhere. Um, and yeah, uh, I played in a bounty event, sealed bounty event. So if you went and played sealed and you happened to play against somebody with a bounty on their head, you got a uh, hundred prize tickets, which is pretty good because yeah. a pack is 10 prize tickets. And that was, that was pretty wow, fun. Wow. 10 packs. I played, I, I built a, I, so there was a blue green merfolk deck in my pool and I was like, oh, I guess it's okay because you know, I have, um, the mythic Kumena, uh, right. Tyrant of Raska. Ooh. Um, yeah. And just like some okay stuff. But then I was like, well, let me try and see what else I can build. And I built a red, white, extremely aggressive deck where my curve stopped at, uh, it stopped at five. It had two, five drops. Um, but uh, mostly was around two and it w- was playing Tilanali's crown and uh, all, all sorts of pump and these these kinds of things. And I just smashed people. <laughs> just 
smashed their faces in with this red white deck. Nice. Which is very funny because it's kind of sometimes hard to build a very good aggressive sealed deck, but yeah. it happened. Anyway. Okay, so uh so she's playing against this sh- uh sneak and show deck. Yeah. Um and they cast uh they they do their show and tell thing and put in an Emrakul. Yeah. The f- the 15 mana Emrakul. Oh yeah. And she's the, and they pass the turn and she's like, "Okay." Um and she takes her turn and there's nothing she can do. It's like a freaking Emrakul on the yeah. table. So she was on the play, so she plays her fourth land, like passes back to the opponent, uh, and the opponent is like, okay, and attacks with uh, attacks with Embercool, and the Annihilate trigger goes on the stack. Yeah. And so uh, she goes like, okay, tap all my mana and like float four white mana and then sacrifice everything to Annihilate, and then flash in this card called Selfless Squire, which is three and a white, uh, flash, one, one. When Selfless Squire enters the battlefield, prevent all damage that would be dealt to you this turn. <laughs> Whenever damage that would be dealt to you is prevented, put that many plus one, plus one counters on Selfless Squire. <laughs> so she prevents the damage from Emrakul, makes a 15, no 16, 16 Selfless Squire, and her opponent, she'd already attacked them some. Oh my God. So she like... Just kills them on the swing back. That is incredible. Isn't that amazing? I love that. Same. And this is the benefit of playing a deck in these tournaments that people are not expecting. Oops, I unplugged my headphones. I do this when I get excited sometimes. Okay. So I think I think the value in playing at least at least a few cards that people aren't expecting in your deck oh, absolutely. is very is higher than people think that it is. Yeah. And this is a, a key uh, case here. And exactly. As I tell my standard story, you'll also hear examples of that. So the legacy was won um, by Daniel Duterte, which is a Seattle player. Which is who Ooh. is who is a Seattle player? It was really it was really cool because yeah. like so many people from Seattle, like as he was, um, he was like atop the standings for a long time, and as he was playing like through it, that's so cute. All of these people were like, "Oh my goodness, yay!" And like everyone in the hall was so excited when he won. It yes, was real that's cute. great. Yeah. Very happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Legacy, pretty he, cool. He took it down with Grixis Delver for Grixis anyone Delver. Who's, oh. For anyone who was wondering. Very popular Legacy yeah. deck. Do you know what's great is watching Gurmag Angler get cast in Legacy. <laughs> Sometimes you just need Here to you go, angle, buddy. You know? It's a good old 5-5. Five five. Yeah. Just sometimes a 5-5 five five gets it done. It really does. <sighs> All right. Standard was the other half of this Grand Prix. It really Prix. was. And um, yeah, it was it was craziness. I played really in this was. event. Mm-hmm. As you may or may not know, I told you on the show I was going to play Blue White Auras. And in fact, I did yeah. end up playing Blue White Auras. Even though um, I knew it was not the best deck in the tournament. And that turned out to be correct. <laughs> but didn't turn out to be that bad either, all yeah. things considered. It did. You did all right. So, um... I'm going to give you a mini little tournament report here uh, since I kept track of what I played. Um, and I ended up 10 and 5, which is um, good for a pro point. Yeah. Made day 2. Very happy about that. Um, even though my goal was X4, I think that I I think that I think really surpassed that because I wasn't even expecting to do this well with the deck. So if you don't know the deck, it plays SRAM. Um, what's his name? <laughs> Something Artificer. <laughs> um, and he uh, says whenever you cast an equipment, a vehicle, or an aura, you get to draw a card. So the deal is you play a bunch of little creatures and a bunch of auras and a few vehicles that allow you to d- just continually draw off of SRAM and uh, refill your hand really, really fast. So 
you have a bunch of creatures on the battlefield that are pumped up with auras or have flying from auras, something like Cartouche of Knowledge, which also draws you cards, or Curious Obsession, which also draws you cards when you deal damage, and you keep just playing creatures, and you have a lot of card advantage, which is the really cool thing about uh, this deck, which creature decks don't normally get access to. So anyway, um, I started out pretty good. I played uh, against the Sultai Snake deck about a trillion times on day one. Yeah. Um, which is a little bit different than when it was just green-black because they've added this card, Hadana's Climb. Yeah, that card is real good. Which is, I'm going to say it, a really dumb magic card. <laughs> it's, it feels impossible once, once it, it flips. Oh, yeah. Like, it gives... You can play three, one green, blue, and tap it to give creature plus X, plus X, and flying until yeah. end of turn. Where X is its power? Yeah, where X is its power. Jeez. And it's been putting counters on things the whole time. Meanwhile, so it's huge. been p- putting counters on everything. Yep. So, yeah, okay. that card's stupid. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> but the benefit to me and my little SRAM deck is that when they added this blue mana in and kind of messed up their mana base, they cut two Vraska's Contempts usually and two Fatal Push. So... My deck isn't exactly Boggles because it's not a nothing has hexproof. Yeah. Adanto Vanguard is the closest thing you have to having hexproof. So um, I'm able to survive against this deck game one a little bit better than I would have. Yeah, when they're not playing so much removal. Yeah, pre blue. Anyway, so I played one, two, three, four snake decks on day one. Jeez. I only lost them w- one of them once. Um, but I had two copies of Solemnity in my sideboard, which basically yeah. turns that deck into a whole lot of bad creatures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you can't Whoa. put counters on a walking ballista, you can't cast it. Yeah. So that was that was a pretty good inclusion, I think. Yeah. Uh, that and Solemnity. you were on the fence about co- including I was, those Solemnities. I was. I was like, I don't know. But then the, then the day before, I played somebody in a, in a snake deck in a trial, and I was like, and he said, I think a lot of people are playing this. And I was like, okay. That doesn't. Yeah. I'm playing these solemnities. So very, nice. very good decision, at least on day one. I don't think the snake had a very good conversion to day two rate. Um, not sure why. But anyway, I played against Blue White Pump, which is where you play a bunch of little guys and then you cast Pride of Conquerors or Trial of Solidarity and you pump oh, them yeah. all. Oh, yeah. I saw boom, one boom, of those. Won a, won a trial. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that deck is fine. But um, the thing is that I know that it's going to happen. Like, yeah. And I can be ready for it. I called it blue white. Um, yeah, what do you call it? Blessing. Yeah, like that's good. Blue white city's blessing. I think yeah. or blue white blessing because the one that I was looking at definitely wanted the city's blessing. I think that's a good name. Yeah, blue white blessing. Yeah. And did it play um, like servo exhibition? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Servo exhibition, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's a cool deck. Um, yeah. Managed to get the win there because I, you know, was ready for what it was going to do. Which, hats off to. Practicing before a GP. Yeah. If you're not ready for that, you, you'll lose you to that die. deck. You die. Um, and then I played against God Pharaoh's Gift, Blue White, mm-hmm. which is uh, usually a fairly good matchup for my deck. Specifically um, Blue White. Specifically GPG. Blue White. This comes this comes into yes, play later. Yes. <laughs> and then a bunch of snack. I, I lost to Mono Red, um, which I this is the one round of the whole tournament that I don't think I should have lost. Um, because I do have a lot of lifelink and my deck usually performs pretty well against mono red decks. Yeah. Um, because of because of the lifelink and that kind of stuff. So at the same time, they do have a lot of removal at their disposal. They do. They like do. the nice thing, watching, Glory Bringer. Exactly. Well, and watching the um, watching the the red deck this weekend, like I just felt like it's so 
I watched so many places where the person opted to, obviously, after sideboard. It was honestly kind of felt like a control deck with some really good finishers. So it was like their one through three spots aren't burn your face anymore. It's like one through three is their removal where they're going to like magma spray and abrade all your creatures. And I even saw them sometimes cast like sweltering suns. And then it's like, oh, and now I'll finish you with like Hazaret and Glorybringer. Right. Um, That is much harder. Uh, for for this deck to be exactly so like that's very like that's I think true. well when you look at it from at first you're like oh I should be good against this because it's mono red like they're just trying to kill me as quick as possible but I think one of the powerful things about the current standard build of mono red is that like it that's transform. not exactly it yeah they they're actually way more flexible than just trying to get you to zero as fast as they can I think I should I should modify my statement I should have won the first game yeah. Uh, so who knows what would have happened? That's fair. Anyway, two and three. Yeah, two was not close, but um, yeah. And then I and then I lost to a Sultai snake deck, and then was able to uh, get enough wins to make day two. So um, X and X and two at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then on the second day, I started things off pretty good. I won a couple of times. I had a camera feature match, which you can go back and watch, where I played against Grixis Energy, which I was very scared. Of playing because I'd lost to online to Grixis Energy a few times, but it turned out okay. I think my opponent was kind of flooded the second game. Yeah. Um, watching yeah. game one, I feel like um, I watching game one, I did not agree with your opponent's place <laughs> all of the time. Yeah, I agree with that. When uh, I was watching it, because I was standing, I would stand behind you, obviously, because if you ever go to a GP, that is polite. If you're watching yeah. your friend play, you stand behind your friend. Um, so it, there's like no question at all that you might be like giving them information or whatever. Um, but then when I watched later, cause it was on coverage and I could see his hands sometimes I was like, Oh, I d- would not have thought from the way that he played that he like hadn't a braid in his hand that whole time. Cause I would have cast it if I was him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was super nice. Um, I, all my opponents, by the way, this weekend were very nice. And so that, that was fan, fantastic, wonderful, wonderful experience. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I, I had him pretty well, both games. Like I had the yeah. nut in my hand every time. I had multiple ways to kill him. We got so. to watch you draw three cards on turn three. Yeah. It was great. Because <laughs> you played a SRAM, and then you put a Curious Obsession on an Adorned Pouncer. Meow. And it comes. Great. <laughs> great it just, it just feels pretty good drawing all those cards. Yeah, man. And then I ran into a few Listen bad matchups. To you. Yeah, I know, right? Aww. I'm drawing cards and liking it. Who am I? <laughs> I had I ran into a few b- bad man- matchups, and one was what we call the deck of the tournament, which is blue red God Pharaoh's gift. This deck is so cool. This deck is stupid. I I love it. It I is love so it. good. It is so good. It is incredibly consistent. Yeah. It is really really hard to disrupt. Uh, let's talk about how it's different than blue white. So one of the things that so it put three copies into the top eight, um, and one of the one of the players who went to the finals, who's a Minneapolis kid, yay Grayson! Um, so congratulations to Grayson. Wrote in his thing, he was like, it was like, what do you like about Standard again? Similar to the Legacy one, and he was like, oh, and tell Blue Red Gift there were no turn four kills, oh. but like this deck is just like it could yeah. potentially kill you on turn four because it is so consistent. Yeah. Um and. If it doesn't kill you on turn four, its likelihood to kill you on turn five is, like, very high. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, you are living in terror when you play against this deck. Yes, it is And there's kind absurd. of not a 
real way to stop it. Sometimes there really isn't. There's like a small suite of sideboard cards that you can use against this deck. It's really good. So it's playing Gate to the Afterlife for one. Yes. Which which some of the earlier ones were too. Yes. There was other versions that had this. But this one, unlike the blue white, obviously doesn't have the refurbished plan. So they're never planning to like disc. In fact, they only play two God Pharaoh's gifts. Yeah. Um, Because they plan on using Gate to the Afterlife to go and fetch it up. Um, And then they fill up their yards with creatures uh, using Champion of Wits and Charticorse. Yeah. Which is pretty great. And they've got this uh, new card, which kind of seals the whole deal. Yeah. Combat Celebrant. Seeing people cast, or not cast, but like re, like God Pharaoh's gift combat celebrants. And then like, so combat celebrant says, uh, you can exert it. And if you do exert it and it hasn't been exerted yet this turn, um, untap your other creatures and you get another combat. But God Pharaoh's gift triggers at the beginning of your combat. Yeah. So what it means is you're going to get another God Pharaoh's gift trigger. So I like literally in the finals, I watched Grayson take three combat steps in a row and then his opponent just scooped like he might have ended up like whatever yeah because they just keep coming back or they they like bring back like they have other ones or they have vizier of many faces which they use to just copy it and take another combat step it's just it's awesome and they have trophy mage in this deck to go find stuff that is one of the best ones I think that's excellent it goes and gets gaped to the afterlife and um, um, which is pretty like it's it just makes it so much more consistent. They're playing walking ballista plus war kite marauder combo. Yeah. And here to help kill. I think the idea is scarab god, but b- otherwise yeah. anything. Also fanat- fanatical firebrand. Fanatical firebrand, too. Yeah. Which is great. As we were like watching this deck oh. from the coverage area on Sunday, we're all, or on yeah, Sunday, we were all just like, OK, here's like. Thank goodness for the person who thought, like, okay, Bomac Courier, Fanatical Firebrand, and God Pharaoh's Gift. Yeah. There's something here. There is here. a deck. There's something here. The Warkite Marauder include, I think, is genius. Oh, it's so it's so great. I love I, it. I also watched them kill so many um, of the Rekindling Phoenixes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it loses that ability um, to, like the, to make the little egg token. What we're saying is... This deck is this really deck great. This deck is nuts. And Reed Dukes called it broken on stream. Yeah, I believe and it. And I agree. This yeah. deck is very... It's busted. Very busted. It's pretty great. Um, it did not win, however. No. The win... Is also unbelievable. Yes. Uh, it went to Gan Yan. Gan Yan. Gan Yan. Gan Yan. From, from China. Yep. Um, who went for the first time ever. Undefeated. 18-0. Completely undefeated. He played out all 15 rounds of the Swiss. Wow. And then won the entire thing. That's, I just think about that and it just is just unreal. Completely absurd. People have tried it before. Nobody has done it. It has been tried many a time. This is the first time. Yeah. And he made it all the way. So I can't even, can't even be upset. And honestly, watching the finals, um, because I don't know that I would say that it has like a great matchup against this blue red deck. I don't know what does. But he just like. He, he played amazingly. Yes, he, he did. Played, he was this spectacular player. And sitting there watching it was just the coolest thing because he was just so deliberate with all of his decisions. Right. Because like we said, with this with this Godfrey's gift deck, you could just be dead out of nowhere. Yes, completely nowhere. Um, but he always was like playing this like perfect balance of, okay, I need to make sure that I'm like 
pressuring my opponent so that I'm giving him as few turns as possible to get to, to put together this combo. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, he had like some disruption. He had like some scavenger grounds um, and he and had braid. some braids. Um, a braid. But he, so he's also playing the difference of like, okay, I need to also leave up, like potentially leave up these. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really cool. So, and then like in game three, you see him attack with only, so uh, Grayson like has a gate to the afterlife yeah. in play, but he keeps whiffing on champion of wits. Yep. He keeps putting lands into his graveyards and he has five creatures. And you need six. He has five creatures in his stinking graveyard. And, uh, and so Yan just keeps attacking only in the air. He has like a glory bringer and a Phoenix and he doesn't attack on the ground. So he keeps denying Grayson the ability to trade off his creatures Yeah, and like finding ways to pressure him in the air. Ugh. It was so good. It was a Fabulous great final stuff. To watch. Congratulations to him. Yes. Undefeated. Incredible accomplishment. The other cool decks that I played against that were unusual was Blue White Embalm, which I've never played against, uh, which just has like Angel of Sanctions and other embalmed creatures and cycling mm -hmm. shenanigans, um, and was very good um, and beat me pretty easily. And I'm trying to remember what else. Anyway. Yeah. I can't off the top of my head. Uh, there is also an indomitable creativity deck. Oh, yeah. That talk I about saw. this deck. This deck's cool. This deck was weird. I would really like to see it like tuned because I don't know that it was, but it played four spell swindles. <laughs> and then, like, other, it was like basically a control deck, but it also had spell swindles and depths of desires to make treasures. Okay. And then it had like one Netzahal, one Locust God, one Combustible Gear Hulk, and two Torrential Gear Hulks. Yeah. And three copies of Indomitable Creativity, which is the X, red, 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 and you destroy X target creatures or artifacts, and they're their controller reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal that many uh, creatures or artifacts and then puts them into play. So basically what he's doing is he would make all these treasures with his spell swindles and his depths of desires and then indomitable creativity them wow. into these mythics. That is some hot jank. I love it. It really was some hot jank. <laughs> But uh, you can see the list on the day three or the top moments. Okay. Um, and I would kind of love to see someone play it and maybe tune it a little bit because it was, I was like, there could be something here. Not a great deck, but there but could a be a fun playable deck. deck. Exactly. Yeah. Just fantastic all around. Um, mm -hmm. The whole experience. I want to talk about what I learned uh, playing. Tell us. This weekend. Uh, all right. So the number one lesson that I learned and I think uh, I got better at as the weekend went on was I knew that going in, I had to be very precise with everything that I did. Yeah. Not only were we playing competitive REL, so, you know, very um, viably my opponents could call a judge on me if I do something incorrectly. Yeah. And my deck is full of triggers. I'm drawing off of SRAM, those triggers. I'm drawing off of Curious Obsession or Curious Obsession is going to the graveyard if I didn't attack. God, why would that be? But if I didn't, yeah. um, I've got my... I flip from uh, Adanto's uh, to the Legion's Landing. Uh, I've got whatever, a lot of stuff that I have to keep track of. Mm -hmm. And I think I only messed up maybe once or twice. And so I was very proud about that. Nice. But I made myself play slower than I usually play. And I was like, okay, you have to be very precise. You have to say, this thing is triggering. Trigger, draw off of SRAM, draw off of Cartouche of Knowledge, order them correctly, all this kind of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, I was happy with how that went. Yeah. Um, my lesson was about 
drawing what you need from your deck when you need it, giving yourself the best opportunity to have what you need at the right moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thankfully, my deck is very good at drawing cards. (laughs) Yeah. And um, there was one situation which was my best play of the weekend, which was um, I had some creature creatures in play and i knew that i needed a sacred cat i had to have a sacred cat to be able to block something uh, next turn and that secret cat needed to live mm-hmm. um so I, w- I assumed my opponent had a removal spell i had a, an adanto vanguard or something um and i decided to put a uh, maybe a curious obsession on it i'm not entirely sure i might have had a ceram in play but i was able to uh, I needed to get uh, one draw trigger, drew, didn't find what I needed, put something else on it, drew, found a sacred cat. It was incredible. And I was like, okay, I can attack. All right, play my little kitty cat. Wonderful. Have enough mana up for spell pierce. Pass back. They try and kill my cat. Sure enough, they would have had the wind spell pierce. Don't. You don't. I can block it, attack you for the, the wind next turn. So nice. able to find two things that I needed because I was like, what could I possibly draw from my deck that I need to and how can I draw it or whatever. Maria, anyway. do you know what really <laughs> helps with that? What? Drawing cards. <laughs> Can you imagine a world? Let me tell you something, Maria. Okay, you what? could always be playing decks where what you're doing is digging for what you need. Maria, let me introduce you to the power of card draw. Why do you think we love it so much? It was really cool, though. Like, that was a great moment. I was like, yeah. this better be a sacred cat. Boom. And it's like, Aww. oh, God. Yes. But yeah. That- <laughs> or on arena. Yeah, the cats on arena have some kind of issue. <laughs> they really do. The cats on arena are like fight cats. Yeah, they're ready to go. They're ready to go. Yeah. I was going to say one other thing about Spell Pierce. I This is my MVP card of the weekend. That's a counterspell. Counterspell. Yes, yes it is. Wow. Oh my God. Listen to me. What a world. Uh, so I'm going to counterspell unless my opponent plays two single blue mana and... The thing is, people didn't expect me to be playing this card because yeah. this deck doesn't normally play this card. And when I play it, they're like, wow, you have, oh, you must have two main deck or wow, playing that out of the sideboard. And I'd respond with like, maybe <laughs> because I have four in the main deck. Yeah. Four. Suckers. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, if you want the the deck list to this, you can go to dailymtg.com and take a look at the uh, day one highlights because uh, that the deck list is in there. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably be doing a deck tech later on about this deck because I love it so much and I think it's really interesting. Sweet. But yeah, that's that's the story of the tournament uh, for for us. We got to hang out with a lot of our friends, which was just the awesome. Best. Loved it so much. Seattle is a great city. Yeah. Convention Center was right downtown next to everything. Yep. Good restaurants. The airport is a nightmare to fly out of. That is accurate. That is the only mark against yeah. the place. I smelled flowers for the first time in many months. Oh, boy. Can you believe that? I looked at mountains. Yeah. They were there. They were there. I smelled the air. It smelled so fresh and so clean, like that song. Ah, yeah. oh, Seattle. Anyway, yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's right, everybody. There's a whole bunch of new cards. They're so exciting. Are you so excited? I am so excited. This set looks awesome. Oh, I'm very excited for it. The art in this set, by the way. Excited. Excited. A plus. Excited. A yeah. plus plus. Oh, it's so good. Like this card on Sarah's wings. I was about to say. Beautiful. Yes. Three and a white for, a, oh, it's a legendary enchantment or an enchant creature. Enchanted creature has... Legendary gets plus one plus one has flying vigilance and lifelink. You know I love Oof. this card. Yeah, yeah. Normally nice. auras are kind of like risky because 
they could you could kill the creature out from under it. Yeah. Uh, but this is like major it's so value. Good. It's so good <laughs> that I'm gonna play it. So oh, fight me. Nice. <laughs> oh, I love the art on this Pegasus Courser. Look at this pony. It's so pretty. What a pretty pony. A pretty high fantasy pony. Oh, what a nice pony. It's also not bad creature either. Hello, divination. Yeah, divination's back. Draw two cards. I'm going to be casting that so many times. There it is. I love it. Let me tell you about this card. Halar the Fire Fletcher. One red yeah. green for 3-3 three, three legendary elf archer trample. Whenever you cast a spell, if it was kicked, put a plus one plus one counter on it, and then it deals damage equal to the number of plus one plus one counters on it to each opponent. Nice. That could get out of control. Nice. Look at this giant beastie Halar is, is riding. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a real big beastie. Beastie. It's a real big beastie. And red green is a, is a deck. This seems like a fun a card mm -hmm. that people might want to build around. Absolutely. So many elves. I'm what do you think excited. about this? This elf, I saw it and I thought it said elf name druid. And I was like, oh, somebody got lazy. <laughs> elf, <laughs> elf name. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> elf, eh, elf, elf name. name. Elf Haim Druid, one in a green for an O2. Uh, tap to add green. Tap add two green. Spend this mana only cast kicked spells. That's pretty sweet. That's exactly what you want for kicked spells. Oh, yeah. More mana. <gasps> There's a cute owl in this set. Oh. Jaira's familiar. Look at this little, it's a little artifact owl. A little artifact burb. Hoot. For four, it's a 2-2 two -two flyer, but historic spells you cast cost one less to nice. cast. Pretty nice. good. Um, let's see. Oh, we've got a phoenix. I always need a good phoenix. Look at this. Warcry Phoenix. Bird. Three in red for a 2-2. Two -two flying haste. Whenever you attack with three or more creatures, you may pay two in a red. If you do, return it to the battlefield from the graveyard to the battlefield tapped and attacking. Nice. Sick. Real nice. There's removal here. It's our first kind of like excellent removal that at least I've seen. Settle the score. Wow. Look at this card. Exile target creature. Put two loyalty counters on a planeswalker you control. For two black black. It is sorcery, but like. Yeah. It looks like Liliana's getting her last demon, though. Yeah, it you does. You see that? She's like really... What's this flavor text? You bound me with a contract, only your death could end, and you thought and you thought me the fool. Ooh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Love it. Nice. Ooh. Torgar, Famine Incarnate. What a name. Wow. Six black black for a seven six. So that's expensive, but as an additional cost to cast the spell, you may sacrifice any number of creatures. This spell costs two less oh. to cast for each creature sacrificed this way. When Torgar <laughs> Famine Incarnate enters the battlefield, up to one target player's life total becomes half their starting life total round down. This sounds like the character from Mano's Hands of Fate. Torgar. <laughs> this is a card I like. Benalish Marshall, obviously. White, white, white for a 3-3 three, three human knight. Why isn't it a vampire? Other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. <laughs> you wish. What a monster. What about Multani Yavamaya's avatar? This is a mythic. It's a tree. Four green, green, legendary creature, elemental avatar, reach, trample. Uh, it's a zero, zero, but it gets plus one, plus one for each land you control and each land in your graveyard. One in a green, return two lands you control to their owner's hand. Return Multani from your graveyard to your hand. Wow. Nice. Seems good. Yeah. Pretty sick. Oh, and we were like talking about Liliana beating that demon. Yeah. And so I think we have here in final parting because she's losing her 
kind of like mark her tattoos. Oh yeah, or whatever. Three black, They're black like coming off her for a sorcery. Yeah. Search your library for two cards. Put one in your hand and the other in your graveyard. Then shuffle. Okay, so it's a tutor. Interesting. Does she go back and murder her brother? Why would she murder her brother? Well, didn't she accidentally? She like messed him up real good. She Did accidentally. She, him? she got him like killed and then. Yeah. I don't remember if she, she zombified him. I thought she like tried to use dark magic to heal him and yes. then something bad happened. Yeah, something bad happened. Because it says, sleep now, brother. This is the one gift I can give you. Oh, yeah. Murder. Wow, she went back and was like, sorry, I messed you up. Now I'm just going to kill you? Maybe. Oh, sick. You're going to play mono blue devotion now with this Tempest Jin, mm-hmm. Megan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> blue, blue, blue for an 04. Flying Jin. It gets plus one, plus O for each island you control. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> That's good. That's a sweet card. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Guys, Blessing gets a reprint. Was that a card? Wasn't it? Was it? Let's find out. Let's find out. It seems like it has been, right? It sounds... Yeah, it sure yeah. has. It, this art is beautiful on it, though. Look at this. It is lovely. It's so nice. It's like a sword with vines coming up in the middle of the forest. Mm-hmm. Target player shuffles up to three target cards from his or her graveyard into his or her library. Draw a card... When it is put into your graveyard from your library, shuffle your graveyard into your library. Nice. Wow. Pretty sweet. <sighs> anyway, uh, keep keep scrolling on down because uh, there's one that I want to talk about for sure. Okay. Which is Arcane Flight. Oh, yeah. Now, a lot of people have been like, cutest card contender. All right. That will be decided next episode. That's true. With Judge Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a single blue mana for an aura. And Chant Creature, it gets plus one, plus one, and has flying. So I love this card because I think it should go in the Stram deck. Yeah. Um, I think it will replace Cartouche of Solidarity. Cartouche um, of Flying. The Cartouche of Flying. Yeah, that's what we're going to call this. Because honestly, the number of times I just wanted to draw Cartouche of Knowledge, not only for the card draw, but just because it gave a creature flying, mm-hmm. was quite high. And yeah. I don't really care about that warrior. Like, it's a, it's a nice little bonus to crew my um my vehicles, but, like, uh, I would rather have flying. So I think this would at least split the difference, Arcane Flight. So excited about that card. Meow, meow, meow. Wow. Who is, J- yeah. who is Yozu Vess? Jazu Vess, Lich Josu Knight? Vess. Is this Liliana's uh, Two black, black, four, five. Wow, maybe. Who are they? Um, kicker, five and a black. So six for what? a kicker. Menace, uh, when when Jasu Vess, Lich Knight, enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, create eight, <laughs> two, two black zombie knight creature tokens with Menace. So it costs ten to do the whole deal? Yeah, if you want the whole deal, it costs wow. ten. Wow. But uh, four of a four or five menace for four. You know what's so gonna happen? Good. It's gonna be like the pre-release, and your opponent's not doing anything for forever, and you're like, "Oh, I've got what's this in the bag." And, and then, then they're, they're gonna like kick this. Boom. <laughs> yep. They're gonna be like, "Here's ten mana, and here's my jo- Josu." Yeah. Josu. We also have Tetsuko Umezawa, uh, who is of the of the Jute fame. Yes, of the lineage of Jute fame. Um, which is pretty sweet, just from a just from a history perspective. What does it do again? Um, she has creatures you control with power t- or toughness, one or less, can't be blocked. Oh, sick! Yeah, awesome. Oh, this art is great too. Just looking at these lands. Yeah, Cliff Trap Retreat, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have. Uh, let's see, we have another saga, the Antiquities War. I just want to talk about all the so- sagas because I always like them. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Uh, so we have. Uh, one and two 
the chapters one and two are look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in, any, in a random order. Three artifacts you control become artifact creatures with base <laughs> power and toughness five, five until end of turn. Sick. Nice. Nice. This one is funny. This other a saga because somebody is directing a skull choir. Write a bell zenlock. <laughs> for two black black chapters one and two create two oh one black cleric creature tokens chapter three you get a six six demon token with flying and trample flamble at the beginning of your upkeep you have to sacrifice another creature if you don't want to deal six to you but yeah directing a, a skull choir life goals right there <laughs> look at it yeah it's creepy gosh <laughs> that's creepy Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and obviously this is just like a small sampling. Oh yeah. Um, because it's, yeah. There's so, there've been so many, uh, new awesome cards that have been released with Dominaria. The full set of course coming out, I think on Friday yeah. it'll be all released. So our next episode will be with judge Rob and we'll go through all of the new mechanics and stuff that might trip you up at the pre-release and problematic cards. Yeah. So uh, if you have questions for judge Rob, please uh, tweet at us using the hashtag judge Rob. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully that's not the hashtag of some like judge show <laughs> so that we can separate these judge out. Rob. And uh, you can also put them on our Facebook wall on this post. Hi uh, everyone. Welcome to another episode of judge Rob. And, uh, and yeah, and we'll also tweet asking for questions for Rob too, but you can get them in early if you have them. Let's have a quick, uh, dip into our mailbag, uh, from discord here. A couple of questions. Question number one that we got, what has been your favorite pre-release experience? Great question. Great question. Great question. Pick one. Mine is... Uh, for sure, my first pre-release, and also the last time I ever did a midnight pre-release. <laughs> That's true. Mine's probably the same one. We went to this yeah. wild one in Austin, Texas. At Pat's Games. That had, like, literally hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. We were up until, like, five in the morning. It was unbelievable. And we were probably like, this is what every pre-release must be like. No. No, it has so many no. rounds. F- 5 a.m., ridiculous. It was exhausting, but great. It was Gate Crash, right? Yes. And, uh, yeah, it was super fun. It was oh, so much fun. There's, like, outdoor areas to play at Pat's. And yeah. if you've been there, you know the store is kind of uh, renowned for being really cool and huge and yeah. having epic pre-releases. So that one for sure. It was great. It was so cool. Loved it. Same. Um, Question number two. Yeah. How do you explain the expense of magic to a significant other? Um, Good question. Wow. So I will say this, um, I definitely have dated people who have not been in love with my magic (laughs) obsession, uh, who have thought that like it was kind of silly or whatever. I'm not really sure for whatever reason, Um, but it wasn't quite my job yet. So I'm going to go from that angle. Like it's not most people's jobs. And I think you you just have to treat it like any other hobby, right? This is, this is part of your life. This is something that you do. And the expense is probably equal to somebody else's hobby that they do, whatever it is. You know, if it's like, you know, for even like, if you really like to buy shoes or whatever, you know, like you go running and you have to get like, you get like running shoes, running shoes are like a hundred dollars. Yeah. I just, I just think it's like the same as that. But you know, that being said, you do have to keep in mind a good, uh, life magic balance. And we've talked about that before on the show a bunch of times. So basically as long as you're, as long as you're keeping it chill and like, you're not spending way more than you should. Um, and 
like you're having if you're you know if you're in a partnership if you're having like discussions about making sure that it's like you're able to like this is financially feasible Mm -hmm. um i think it is just sort of like hey like this is an important part of my life yeah um it's something that i really enjoy it's something that brings me a lot of happiness um like i'm i'm gonna do it (laughs) it's important to me um and if someone is really getting down on you about something that's important to you you need to sit down and have a serious conversation about them of just like hey you need to let me enjoy things that i love doing yeah um this is our this has been the first part of our new episode (laughs) it's a call-in show and we talk you through problems hi everybody Uh, this is Dealing with Magic with uh, Megan and Maria. Caller number one, you're on the line. Hey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was also thinking, I had a, the first um, Journey to Nyx pre-release was the first one where I ever went undefeated. Oh, And yeah. I literally didn't lose a game of Magic. Sick. <laughs> so I really loved that Do you remember what your deck was? It was a blue-black deck. Oh, yeah. It was so good. <sighs> so good. Um, and it had, I'm trying to think of what was, uh, I had that card that you could like god it killed a creature but you could also kill more than one creature what was it oh what was the mechanic in journey into nix that i'm thinking of um if you paid more you did extra stuff yeah and i'm like it sounds like kicker but it's not kicker murder kicker (laughs) murder kicker (laughs) yeah exactly that's like what it was Okay, hold on. All right, Megan's Megan's on the prowl here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out what it was because I had this card and it was it was so it was like a classic blue black. I just like drew a lot of cards and had a lot of removal and it was great. Oh, we're going down memory lane now. It, we looking really at are. these journey into Nick's cards. Okay, let's see. Um, Agent of Erebos. So what a what a time this was. Mm-hmm. It really was. Wow, there are so many fun cards. Yeah. And it was one of the ones where I didn't like like looking at it. When I built the deck, I didn't know that it was going to be like a 4-0 deck, but it was great. Because you're always like, my deck sucks. <laughs> I do say that a lot. Oh, say. Master of the Feast. Oh, yeah. King Makar. I love that card. Silence the Believers. Oh, strive. Yeah, strive. Where you could target more creatures. Yes, yeah, so I had Silence the Believers. Oh, and it was just like so good. And you could do it like more than once if you wanted to. Exactly. Cost two and a black more to cast. So for it's each like target. kicker, but only with targets. I love it's it. Like that card's oh. sick. So that card was great. It was great. Wonderful questions. Uh, you can go into the mailbag session of our Discord if you are a patron to ask us those. Yeah. So thank you so much. We're gonna pause the show for a minute to say thank you to another one of our sponsors of the show, Ultra Pro. That's right, Ultra Pro. You can get deck boxes. You can get sweet eclipse sleeves that come in packs of 100. So if you're a commander player. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you've got 100 right off the bat. You don't have to buy two sets of them. They also have these new relic token uh, life counters. Yeah, these are pretty cool because they can either act as tokens or you can use them to track your life for a game yeah. of magic. And you have the option, you have the option, the possibility of opening a foil one. Ooh, I didn't know that. I think in each pack there's one foil. Oh. So should we crack this yeah, one? Yeah, we're going to crack one. So you get three in any given pack. Yeah, people were playing around with these at the Grand Prix and I think that they were, uh, the people were loving them. All right. Oh, so we cool do have looking. a foil one. We got a foil. A zombie. Look at this foil zombie. That's Ooh. so cool. Yeah, they're little, uh, I don't know how to describe them. Oh, yeah. So you can either set them as like, because they have these little spin, like these spin counters. They have yeah. a, set, a pair of spin counters. 
Oh, um, this Tarmogoyf is foil, too. We had two what? foils. We have two foils. Sick. Yeah, you can uh, set them either yeah. to be the power and toughness, which is excellent for this Tarmogoyf. Oh, we can do it. They, look, they might look a little blurry because they have a little oh, yeah, protector the, film on them. Mm-hmm. But. Wow. So, yeah, you can either set it as this little zombie is an O2. Yeah. Not an O2, a 2-2, I mean. What's the biggest a Tarmogoyf can get? Like a 5-6, a 6-7, a 5-6. Five, 5-6? Six. Five, six? I don't remember. Anyway, I there you know. go. Now this, now you can see my Tarmogoyf is a 5-6. There you go. Look at that. You can see that this zombie is a 2-2. Or you can use it as your, like we said, as your life total. Have your life total. So yeah, super flexible. And you get three in a pack. At least one is foil. We got a special two, which yeah, is kind of cool. Pretty awesome. But yeah, we also got a snake token. A little snack. You, I know you can get angel and uh, various yeah. other stuff. So these are really cool. Just another thing you can find on ultrapro.com. Um, or anywhere that Ultra Pro stuff is sold, just ask if they have these uh, cool new relic tokens. I'm making a little one-one death touch snake. Oh. This one says snake death touch. Oh, excellent! So these are pretty. Look at that! It's my little death touch snake. I attack you with it. Ooh, I block with my Tarmogoyf. Well, they both die. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, that's this episode of Magic the Amateuring. Thanks so much for coming along on the ride mm. with us and walking down memory lane and checking out some new preview cards from Dominaria. Absolutely. We had a blast. We hope that you are also having a blast listening. And if you are, perhaps you'll consider going over to patreon.com slash mtacast and becoming a patron and helping keep this show on the broadcast cat. It only takes a literal minute to sign up and it makes yes. a big difference in our lives and yours too because I think it feels good to support the creators that uh, bring you something to your life. The easiest thing you could do today. That is very true. It is easier than purchasing a cup of coffee. Because yeah. you do not have to talk to someone. No, you don't. You do not have to uh, have considered whether you should have brought your own cup. No. Because you're contributing to the wastefulness <laughs> of disposable cups. No, that doesn't happen. None of that. You no. don't have to decide if you want cream and sugar and how much cream and sugar. No. No, you simply go to MTA Cast's Patreon uh, and chip in five bucks. And uh, thank you once again to Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash MTACast is the link to enter into your browser or your phone uh, to go buy your singles if you want to do any single action. (laughs) I don't know what I mean. Wow. (laughs) Buy Ultra Pro products. Do any single action. (laughs) Buy that sweet stuff for Magic for Earth. Rainbow Unicorn Playmat. Yep. (laughs) All of the above. Uh, Buy a sweet new cube for 100 100 bones. Cardkingdom.com slash (laughs) MTACast. Get these sweet ultra pro spin Yeah. yeah.